Mitch Keller, five-year, $77 million contract with the Pittsburgh Pirates. Buys out some arbitration, buys out some free agency, and really, you'd have to say, it's a team-friendly deal. Especially when you consider what Mitch Keller did in the second half after the All-Star break of last season. Good deal, boys. We'll start broad strokes before we really hammer down on the nitty-gritty, but Doran... Whenever you first heard the news, what did you think? I said, um, this is great. This is great. I thought it was a, a friendly deal. Uh, you lock a guy up that uh, you have a lot of faith in, a guy that you know, we were talking offline with Paul uh, whenever, whenever he walked in earlier, and he, um, you know, you hope that Mitch Keller can figure it out on the back half of the season. But, I mean, he is uh, ultimately a number two guy uh, in, in, the, in Major League Baseball, but he's a number one here for now, and then you hope that things can – transpire into him being that legit number two and if Skeens is a dog. Uh, but, I mean, $77 million, that's a great deal. It's a great deal and a guy that you have a lot of faith in and a good team guy, too, that everybody seemed to have. You know, they interviewed a bunch of players, interviewed Reynolds, they interviewed a couple other guys, and everybody loves him. You know, he's a good guy to have around and to to, to be your, your guy going into the season. So I absolutely loved it. It was a, a great moment for uh, a pitcher and uh, Mitch Keller, too to sign here and stay here. I think the big thing with that is just trying to develop and build some stability. You know, if you have a pitching staff that you can rely on every year for a couple of years, then you can start worrying about building everything else. That's been one of the biggest problems they've had is they haven't had enough consistency in terms of their starting pitching. Every year they've been, you know, they go out and they try and find these rental guys or these guys that they're going to try and trade away, Rich Hill, those kind of guys. But to me, you need to have at least three that you have established yes. every single year. Here you got one. Now you got five years of one, right? And he's proven that he's not an ace. He's not a number one type guy. But he's a pretty good pitcher in terms of what you're looking for in a rotation Every time he, he takes the mound, for the most part, he's going to give you a pretty representative start. Yes. He's going to give you a chance to win. He eats innings. I think it's a great deal for the Pirates. And, and they got him pretty cheap, actually. They really did. He's eight, He was eighth in Major League Baseball last year in terms of innings pitch. So that, to me, is something that you need from a guy that is your ace. Is he one of the great pitchers in Major League Baseball? First half of the season, he was. Overall, if you look at the numbers with a 4-2-1 ERA, he was a good pitcher for the Pirates in totality. Second half of the season, not good, with an ERA up around six, five five nine after the All-Star break. Now, I do think there's context that needs to be added there. I don't want to bog people down with all the sabermetrics numbers or anything like that. But his final 10 starts of the year, Mitch Keller had an, a FIP, FIP, of 381. That is usually a pretty good indicator of what your ERA should be. There are unlucky factors in baseball. Baseball is the biggest sample size sport that we got going. You're going to play 162 games. For a guy like Mitch, he throws 194 innings. Sometimes weak contact's going to find a hole. Sometimes there are going to be weird things that happen. So when you look at a FIP, that means, okay, his FIP was 381 his last 10 starts. His ERA should have been in that ballpark. His ERA was actually much higher. So he was unlucky his last 10 starts, but pitched better than he did overall in the second half of the season. If you look at what Mitch Keller has done the last two years, 
The second half of two seasons ago was elite-level stuff. The first half of last year was elite-level stuff. The next thing you need from Mitch, can you put it together for a full year? We got Jason Mackey coming up at 8 o'clock. We got John Wayner coming up at 9. I think that's a great question for both of those guys. What gives you faith that he can now be that guy over the course of a full season? Part of it, you got to remember, though, and I've had to jog my memory, but in his last couple of starts, he got lit up twice. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of skewing his numbers, you know, and, and obviously if you get lit up, you get lit up, but it's one of those things where, you know, he had a couple of bad days at the office where he got, gave up seven, I think, and eight. Take those out of the equation. His numbers are pretty good throughout the entire season. It wasn't like he was, it wasn't like he was going uh, out there in the second half of the season and getting pounded every time. I right. mean, he was, he was putting up good game, but, but he had a couple of bad games, like two, three bad games that just sort of skewed his numbers a little bit in the second half of the season. So, to me, the guy had 210 strikeouts. You know, he ate, what, 190, 195 innings, something like that. If he gives you 190, 195 innings and 210 strikeouts every year, he's one of the 10 or 15 best pitchers in baseball. If he gives you that 421 ERA just from start to finish, and he's that guy with 200-plus strikeouts and 194 innings. This is absolutely a great deal for the Pittsburgh Pirates. My hope is, hey, the, you can't rule out that he does get better. I mean, I think that's a possibility. Mm-hmm. And so there was the athletic story that came out the day prior to this deal being signed, even though it's not been made official yet by the Pittsburgh Pirates. But the story comes out a day before. And one of the key threads throughout that 11-page story by Nesbitt and by Rosenthal was the Pirates' inability to develop. And I do think that is the biggest thing for a small market team. Do you want to spend money and augment your roster when you're close? Absolutely you do. But the Rays, the Orioles, the list goes on and on. The Guardians, all these small market teams that have had success, paying a player here and there, yes, of course it's important. But they're going to get to the postseason, they're going to contend because they've drafted well and they've developed well. Mitch Keller, whether it's through the agency that he employs or whether it's through the Pirates, has developed. This is a developmental success story for the Pirates. Yeah. It absolutely is. Yes. This guy's career, I give him a ton of credit. It could have gone completely off. Oh, the rails. absolutely. Have you ever seen, and I'm serious about <clears throat> this, I don't love the hyperbole game. Have you ever seen a pitcher? that looked, or a player that looked more shell-shocked than Mitch Keller when he would be bad in the early portion of his career? I don't think so. His body language, him on the mound, he looked like a proverbial deer in the headlights. Yeah. The only one I can come up with is Tyler Glass now. Yep, that's a good one. Glass now is similar. I mean, and you know, they gave up on him, basically. Traded him. And, of course, he's become pretty good since he's yeah. left here. Um, that's about the only one I could come up with. It's very similar where, you know, he took the mound and glass now, the same thing with Mitch Keller. They took the mound when they were in those early days and you've almost felt bad for them. I agree. You're like, look at this kid out here on the mound. He's out there by himself. He has no answers. It's pretty clear. It's clear. The pirates are trying to you know be patient with him and give him an opportunity to, to, to figure out what's going on. And he just has nothing. That, that, that is that I, I, I was at the one start with Glass. It was Glass now, but I'm sure if I thought really hard, where Glass now is out there and he can't throw a strike, and then everything he throws that's in the strike zone is getting hit. 
you know, and his, I mean, the, the fans are booing him, relentlessly booing him and booing him. As he, I'm like, man, I feel uh, that has got to be the toughest situation is if you're a pitcher, a young pitcher especially, and you can't figure out how to get out of an inning or how to get out of something, and, and you're they're basically they're saying, well, you're young, so we're going to let you figure it out out there. Yeah, we're going to let you fail. And so we're going to let you fail. Huh? Kind of reminds me of Priester at times this past year. You know, and then, and I guess there's a lesson if you, to learn here. I mean, if you do have a guy that's young and you throw him to the wolves, um, and you know there there are there are ways that they could pan out and figure it out if you stick with them and don't trade them away like Glasnow. Uh, and Glasnow's obviously figured it out, and obviously Mitch Keller is a, a right here uh, story where it didn't look great early on, and he figured it out. And you do have to give you know a little bit of credit to the development there. You do, and not only the development. If you want to give the wh- – wh- who who does he employ, Bechtold, that he's worked with, that he kind of gives and they kind of give him credit for turning his career around? What's the organization, the pitching academy, whatever it is? Uh, is it drive Driveline is think, one of the I ones that have – That sounds right. Yeah, a lot of guys have used that. So people want to give them credit, not the Pirates, and that was actually mentioned in the 11-page story in The Athletic, where you can absolutely give credit to the Pirates if you don't want to for development. You could have moved on from him or – you could have, the guy throws hard, you could have made him a reliever. They could have said, you know what, this starting pitching thing ain't working out for Mitch Keller. We're just going to make him a reliever who can throw 98 miles an hour, and we'll figure he can be pretty good in that role. No, they stuck with him. Mm-hmm. They allowed him to go through his lumps, and then he deserves the ultimate credit for being able to turn it around. That, to me, we can talk about payroll until our ears bleed and our eyes bleed, and it is important, no doubt. But if the Pirates are going to ever get to a place where they're consistent like the Rays, like some of these other organizations that I mentioned, it's got to be. Skeens has to be the guy. Henry Davis has to hit. Nick Gonzalez, who you draft in the first round, has to be a guy. Like, all of those kinds of things. Ortiz or Rowanzi, one of those guys has to figure it out. And Salamato and Jared Jones, that's the straw that stirs that drink. If you're going to be a contender, you need player development and I don't know that I would go so far as to say I'm optimistic in that regard about the Pittsburgh Pirates, but that story comes out and it's all the failures, all the failures, all the failures. Key Brian Hayes last year for two months looked like the guy worth the, every penny mm-hmm. that they paid him. Mm-hmm. And they seem to believe that's the guy he can be now. They have developed Jack Sawinski from a guy that, eh, what's he going to be to, oh, he could be a bona fide power hitter, going to strike out a lot, but there's development that goes into that. There's development with Mitch Keller. It's not that they haven't developed guys. We've me- I've mentioned now three. This next wave, if they're good already, keep them good. And if they need tweaking, tweak it and make it work. That's how a franchise in the economics of baseball is one that can have staying power. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, you're going to need to augment that when the time comes. And I would argue that right now the Pirates desperately need one, if not two more starting pitchers. But if they're going to be good, good, the biggest deal is these guys, these draft picks, you got to hit on them. There's, there's no question. And that's the thing about it that's amazing is that people are so fixated on free agents. The only time free agents really come into play is when you're actually ready to contend and win. Like the last few years, they haven't been ready to win, but now we've seen a lot of young guys out there that look like maybe they're ready to, to actually contribute. So the next test then, and we will probably talk a lot about this in July, is, okay, 
Now you're ready to win, right? Now you're on the doorstep. Are you going to add a couple of pieces that you need to add to get over the top? Right. That's always the discussion. But the pro- but, but but like I talked to a lot of Pirate fans, we really haven't been at that place for a number of years. You know, you want to tell me at the end of 2015 they probably could have done better? Yes. Yeah. But to just bring guys in when you don't have the core of a team that's ready to win, it, it's just you're wasting money. So this is going to be an interesting year from a standpoint of I really believe they do need one more pitcher. Yes. At least. But what happens in a you know two months into the season if it's pretty clear they're they're pretty good but they're missing one piece? Got to go add. Are they going to go add? And even if it means adding payroll, that that that's going to be the larger question. But as far as development and drafting, I think this year is a good test of that as well because there's a lot of young guys that are going to be playing. It sure is. And the one guy I didn't even mention is O'Neill Cruz. Like he needs to he needs to be the guy that. John Wayner has said that Bob Watkins said it could be 30, 30 guys in the major leagues. Like, that needs to happen, and it needs to ASAP. happen now. ASAP. Like, right now, it's yep. time. And I realize it was a lost season for O'Neill Cruz, but I was expecting it out of him last year. Well, last year's now this year. Do it. Do it. You need that guy to be a guy. If not, a lot of this stuff actually doesn't matter because he's that big of a piece. As for adding, we'll get to that coming up at about 635. But up next, like I think... This contract begs an obvious question. Which pirate should be next in line for an extension? I think I've got a wild idea. I want to see if you guys agree with that and if the listeners agree with that.